listeners, it's 6 o'clock on a Monday. It's time for the Joke Workshop here at MutinyRadio.fm. Yay! Yay! We're all going to work on jokes! Yay! Uh, we have a really short list today, so let's do five-minute sets, four-minute commentary, just to give you guys some more time. If you want to dump out early, it's fine. When the minute comes up, I'm going to go... So tonight, being expecting that minute at... Ooh, that's right. I don't have a... I don't have a clock. I lost my phone this weekend, so I have like... No, but I have timers in here. I have two computers. Everything will be okay. That, yeah, that clock doesn't work anymore. It's okay. I can look at this clock. There's, I can totally tell time. It's, it's so not a problem. I, I went to college and stuff. Are they teaching that to kids these days? Do children know how to read a clock? Do they just read? But do they, they look at their phone, right? Because every seven-year-old has a smartphone, so they just look at their phone. The world's coming, going to hell in a handbasket, everyone. <laughs> well, I'm, we're going to figure it out. At four minutes, you'll hear the horn. That means you have a minute left to go for five. If you, um, if people aren't giving you comments on your sets that are making you happy, you can always um, lead the discussion kind of in any way you want. You can say a specific joke and say, what's wrong with that joke? Why didn't you guys laugh at it? And, and we'll not like, that's just, that's just my whiny comedian voice. I'm sorry. That's me being a whiny comedian, not any of you. Not making fun of anybody. Not tonight, at least. All right. Here we are. I really am a big fan of your first comedian. Uh, he keeps getting better and better and better. I still, my favorite joke of his is that damn Thomas the Tank Engine one. I love it. It's so funny because I watched Thomas the Tank Engine with small children. So if you got in a room full of people that had kids, they'd, you'd, you'd get an applause break on that in two seconds. You know, like, like for you'd be like, can, we, can I keep going with my jokes, please? Put your, oh, uh, please remember you guys are here. Microphones are out there. There's all these microphones. Make sure that you tell your comments into a microphone and be nice to each other. Your first comedian of the night. He's a very, very funny man. Put your hands together for Pete Palmer. Thank you, everybody. Hell yeah. Nice. Uh, I took Chinese in high school. I took Chinese class in high school, and uh, that was difficult because most, pretty much everyone else in the class was Chinese except for me, and they also spoke Chinese, but they like acted like they didn't speak Chinese just so they could take this low-level class and get a really easy A. And that was annoying, you know, because it was like I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. It was kind of like, I imagine, like if you were taking an American history class where all of your classmates were the founding fathers... You know, like you're sitting there, you turn to your, your classmate and you're like, hey, uh, Thomas Jefferson, uh, do you remember how the preamble for the Constitution goes? And he just like looks back at you and he's like, hmm, ah, the what now? I don't seem to remember how that goes. Guess I'm not studying enough. And then he like turns to Benjamin Franklin or whatever and like calls you some old English name that you don't know what it means. He's like, oh, Pete can be such a ninnymander, can't he? <laughs> so mean, so mean. Chinese class was fun though sometimes. Like one time we did this unit on Chinese etiquette and like cultural norms uh, kind of thing that was interesting to learn about. One day uh, <laughs> during that unit we watched, we learned about uh, like, we watched this video where you have this Chinese girl and she's bringing her boyfriend home to meet her parents for the first time, her Chinese parents. And uh, it's because like the guy who she brought home was just like the biggest, dumbest, most like ignorant white guy who also looked exactly like a 30 year old version of me. And I'm like the only like guy. He like walks up. He's like, "Hey, konnichiwa, abuelita." Like leaves his shoes on and walks in the house, just fucking being a dick. And like, 
you know, we're going through, we're watching this video and uh, every, every time he like commits a faux pas, he like doesn't reciprocate a compliment or like, you know, whatever the fuck it is. Uh, it, the, I mean, our teachers would like pause the video and just confirm that we saw. So she's like, and she would say like in Chinese, like, oh, you know, so make sure that uh, when uh, somebody's bragging about something, you also say like compliment them on something. I need to come up with more examples for the specific norms. I didn't get that far in writing this joke, but I'll, I'll, I'll work back to it. Um, but then they'll like say some faux pas and then like she'll pause and turn to me and be like ting hao la ma which means like do you understand and i'm like yep it's like she knew all along that like you're gonna grow up and be a white dude living in san francisco so there's an 80 percent chance you're gonna have a chinese girlfriend fucking pay attention you know and i did and uh it all culminated so this the video just shows this guy and he's just doing a shit job um meeting the parents but like in a way that it's not even like standard american would be polite he's just being like objectively an asshole like the sort of the biggest moment of the night uh they get to dinner and dinner's a big deal and she's serving dinner and like the mom comes out just like this like 70 year old chinese woman she's like oh sorry it's like not very flavorful uh, i'm so sorry or whatever and, you know she's just being humble that's like what you do apparently <laughs> but fucking you know bobby mcamerican just doubles down he's like oh don't worry all this needs is a little bit of salt he grabs the soy sauce bottle looks her in the eye maintains eye contact and just pours it all over the fucking noodle dish and i'm like and she like the chinese teacher turns to me he's like oh you can fucking get that shit i'm like yeah i'm not you know a dick but okay cool i'll get to a punchline for that if you guys have any ideas for that that would be cool because i didn't write that yet all right cool um what else is new i uh i had a friend commit suicide this weekend yeah just wanted to lighten the mood a little bit um no, it's a really terrible, it's a really terrible, uh, it's a really terrible, sad thing, tough to process. Um, but we also are working on getting some humor on it. So here we are. Uh, so when I first found out, uh, you know, I just wanted to, I wanted to like inform my friends, like people who I know who also knew the guy. And, uh, so I texted, uh, some of my friends, I let them know and don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't use text messaging when you're communicating of stuff of that magnitude. <laughs> Cause it's just not good enough. You know, like I texted my friend, I let him know what was happening and he responded to me and he said, he was like, wow, that's terrible. No punctuation or anything. And you know, I'm sure it was hard for him to deal with. And he was like reaching through it. But what he sent was also like the same thing you'd send someone if they told you like, Oh, my flight was delayed by two hours. <laughs> so I was like, that's not good enough. But, uh, I have an Android phone and Google is working on, you know, making that whole experience better. <laughs> and so here's what they added. Uh, when you type in, suicide uh, on your on your text messaging device uh, they have a suggested crying face emoji <laughs> that pops up <laughs> it was like oh that'll make the tone clear like what a great time to be cute and like if the content of my message wasn't obvious enough this will surely help clear things up all right cool thanks guys Beat bomber! Yay! And then yay! I'm sorry your friend died. That fucking sucks. Yeah, it's pretty. It's, it's pretty super rough. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. It's pretty bad. Marty, you have things to say? Uh, sure. Yeah. Cool. Um, like the sassy founding father bit. That's a good one to go off of. Keep de you. keep developing that. I was trying to think. Just go more with it and go more ridiculous. Like you, you did a good job. The name, the word you came up with was really funny. Like it was just Minimander. Yeah, that was like perfectly ridiculous sounding. Um, thank you, thank you. I just feel like you could go more there. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, for sure. It's got legs, and you could keep going with it, and you do no, you do enough build up for it that 
it's worth to like go. It's worth it to keep going. Yeah. And yeah. I think I'd want to like cut into the buildup a little bit if I can and kind of like shorten that. Yeah, right? you can. You'll figure out where that, what you can cut there. But uh, yeah, I could. Yeah, that's good. Um, and I like the whole bit about, you know, like identifying like, uh, like the, that you being like the poster boy for like shitty Americans. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so I, I would say like, even to the point, like you're like, and some of the things in the video, you were like, well, yeah, of course that's what I would do. And like, you would just yeah. be like combative about it. And then you're like, maybe that's when I realize America is better or something like yeah. that. Like this <laughs> yeah. is all stupid. Um, I think you could do probably a better name than Bobby McAmerican. Like, yeah. I came up with that off the top of my head. There's a, yeah. So, yeah. McAmerican doesn't roll off the tongue and you have a better, yeah, you could, you that. could do something like, yeah, I don't know. Uncle yeah. Sam or some shit like Jimmy that. McShoes on or something. I don't know. I'll think about <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good name yeah yeah um so yeah and then uh i thought i was exactly what i was thinking was what emoji was being used in the text so that was i think yeah. that's that's actually a decent progression if you really wanted to keep going with that joke yeah i, I don't know if i do or not like I don't know, it's just fresh so i'm talking about it but it's like yeah. i don't know how, like how well that works into a set or not but uh i'll think about it you can yeah. add other emojis like they you, they said suicide crying emoji knife emoji arm emoji yeah it would be funny it would be like funny to pill like emoji. type that in again and see what the suggested ones are and then be like all right crying face that makes sense a little bit but then like knife what you don't know it like was a, pills. a drop know. of bill right yeah. yeah how dare you think it was a knife it was Jesus. pills that's yeah. pretty funny i'll think about it okay uh, i have a few things um uh I kept writing down, can you say that in Chinese? I felt like yeah. so many of your punchlines on this, and you know, it takes research, and, but you know the language or whatever, but so many of them are funny. And then um, namby-pamby is an old, another old word. Like You can do a whole string of them, like namby-pamby, nimsy, whatever you said. The, the other thing was great, too. Yep. And konnichiwa is Japanese, is it not? Yeah, that's the point. Oh, okay. So that's just like a hidden one that's like, you well, don't the guy who's like, oh, it. konnichiwa, like, abuelita, just like fucking up right. so bad. Konnichiwa, a, abuelita. That's funny because that's two languages that's that are two languages Chinese. that are both not Chinese. That's so, great. Yeah. That's very funny. Um, uh, the specific norms of Chinese, I think that's an interesting concept. Yeah. I've never even heard of what that could possibly mean. I just need, I need to, I, I, I like have those. I just need to like think about it. Cause I, this was pretty in the last 45 minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. No, yeah. it's, it's a great, it's, it's a great start. Um, maybe instead of soy sauce, something about ketchup, because maybe like soy sauce is the Chinese ketchup. It'd be like if someone... Oh yeah. You bring out well in the video he does actually like that is actually what happened. Like right. I, I could I I should make like a, a ketchup reference or something. But oh like, yeah, like that, that is idiot. Actually, he should have used ketchup, not yeah, soy sauce. Yeah, right. exactly. Come on. It's like I wouldn't do that because it's like the whole, it's like the whole time I'm watching. Like I wouldn't do that shit. I'm like yeah. I would use ketchup if I was him. Yeah. But if you do end up playing up like a dumb American angle, that's a good way to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? That's a good call. Or it's like it's sriracha, you idiot, or something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> Jesus, that's not the flavor you'd go with. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then I, I've, I just said my quote kept saying, Oh, more in Chinese, more in Chinese. That's all. Ah, I'll do that then. Cool. Cause it's a, it's a weird, it's really, it's funny when you say it just because you're this tall white guy. And when you come out with the Chinese, it's just, it's just funny in itself only because we're like, like what the fuck? Yeah. well, the juxtaposition of like what you, you look like Mr. Ketchup, I you know, name. All right, cool. Did you want something, Charlie? Yeah, I was literally going to say for the American name, Carl Ketchup. I think it's really catchy. <laughs> but I would definitely say you want to use as many emojis as possible on yeah. the suicide joke. You want to make it very emotional. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and also, I think there could be some really funny playing in between uh, the friends that you're texting about the uh, friend who committed suicide. Yeah. Things like, Pixar, it didn't happen. Yeah, well, or somebody could text no him back that, you up. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I did like get that. some other responses that I could kind of riff with, but uh, yeah, I'll think about it. It sucks, though, man. I'm really sorry that happened. Yeah, You're no, so it's, young. It's pretty terrible. Like, it means if it's one of your friends, it's under 30. and he, Yeah, he was 26. Oh. Um, yeah, no, it's bad. Okay. But <laughs> All right. Sorry thanks, guys. That. Yay, Pete Palmer. Yay. Yay. Using comedy to work through the hard times. That's what Mutiny Radio is for. That's <laughs> good stuff. Uh, yay. Your next comedian. Uh, I've seen him before. You guys are going to love him. I hope I don't butcher his last name. Clap your hands wildly and take great notes for Joseph Galang. Um, so, dude, sorry about your friend and for going to the bathroom during your set. <laughs> I did not mean to do that. That was not intentional. Um, so what's up, guys? Uh, so, uh, you guys, um, I see the new documentary on the greatest pedophile known to man no michael jackson yeah you guys see that documentary no you guys didn't see it yeah i didn't see it either i don't have hbo but um yeah he i don't want to say he did it but like like because no one knows except those kids right uh but you know we got to look at it subjectively like first off the first kid who accused Michael, Jordy Chandler, was a sexy kid. He was, <laughs> he was a sexy, good-looking kid. He had a type, which is oh, not the best, um, you know, thing. I, but the first time I, you know, I, I was eight when I first saw Michael Jackson, saw his the face, and um, it was it was on TV. It was a documentary in 2003 called Living with Michael Jackson, and uh, he. In the documentary, he was literally cuddling with a 12-year-old boy, um, like and holding hands with him. You know, and that like not like the cute holding hands, like like this is like mind sexually holding hands. You know what I mean? Like, just not in a good way. So like at eight, I was just like, he probably did it. He probably did it. Um, but then I thought, because I'm ambitious, like how do I get on that ranch? Like twenty million dollars, and you get your dick sucked by someone your parents worship. Like I don't see the loss there. I just don't. Um, okay, sensitive. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, let's talk about Muslims now. Uh, <laughs> uh, I did that, and I didn't know about the mosque thing. And yeah, the crowd. I was like, this kills. I don't know why it's not working now. And. Uh, so, but now I know, so I'm not gonna do that material anymore. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so, who in here went to public school? Public school? Yeah, everyone, yeah. Good for you guys. I was homeschooled, so not to brag, my parents loved me more. Uh, <laughs> I was too precious to be dropped off. Um, some government-ran school, you know what I mean? I just, I graduated with a 4.0, top of mommy's class. So I, uh, <laughs> I grew up Christian. I'm not Christian anymore because, you know, I'm an adult. Uh, I remember in youth group, they would like separate us into smaller groups to confess our masturbation sins to each other. Like we're in some secret society, the skull and boners. But as I got older, I started like ask questions. Like if we're not allowed to masturbate and no sex before marriage, how do I solve the problem of backed up pipes, pastor? Like, how do I? He told me, he's like, put the problem in God's hands. Uh, God's going to jerk me off? No, you never heard of wet dreams? Those are answered prayers, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Still sounds like God's going to jerk me off. I don't, uh, yeah. 
you know, religion makes up rules for sex. Like, never have it, you know? But, you know, shit I never have is a fucking cake pop from Starbucks. That shit ruined my life. It's like heroin. I do immediately have to purchase and be on the dumpster. Like, I just, I can't, I can't, like, like, as a straight man, it's hard enough ordering my almond milk latte with a whisper of cinnamon. You know what I mean? It's just, it's hard to do that. So, I have to order like drugs, just like quiet enough that the person behind me can't hear what I'm ordering and just loud enough that the cashier can clearly hear me. So she doesn't have to clarify extra loud. Like you want one pink cake pop in the mouth? I don't know, I have to say that last part, but yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm an addict. I used to struggle with drugs for years, but now I just let them have their way with me. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, one minute. Um, I, uh, you guys have pets? Pets in here? Pets? Yeah, fuck yeah. You gotta love your pet. They love you. Um, my my pet's really expensive though. She's a 26 year old white girl. It's not cheap. Um, oh, sexism. Uh, I wrote that in a feminist coffee shop. Uh, they charge me extra, but I like to do my part. So, <laughs> uh, all right, is that that's a minute? Yeah, I'll take there. Thank you. Joseph Galang, everyone! Yay! Or Galang. How do I pronounce it? Galang or Galang? Uh, if you're Filipino, Galang. Yeah. Oh, okay, if you're cool. white, Galang. But oh, right. you, you can say you can do whatever you want. Thank you. You, you did it That's right. Great. Yay! Yeah, That's I was right. Yay! Uh, Marty Cunney has comments. Uh, just a couple great. quick ones. Uh, yes. He was Michael Jackson. He was so good at everything. He was a king of pop and the king of pop and cherries. Uh, oh. Oh. So... So, like, you could throw there was no girls though, <laughs> but yes, yes, I know. Uh, there's a, a but, but cherry's still a cherry. Yeah, uh, that's true. <laughs> the most valued one, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the hand job from one. God thing. You could expand on that a little bit more. Thing I think okay. there was there's something there, but I think he just needs to dive into it a bit more. Uh, yeah. Even just start call, start calling God gay. It's like, damn, God's jerking me off all the time. Like, <laughs> that's who that was. Like God's gay as fuck or something like that. <laughs> Um, and then you just started kind of started, you, this is less note on the jokes, but you kind of started trailing off and mumbling during the cake pops and Starbucks bit. It was starting yeah. to be kind of hard to understand you. Oh, okay. So yeah. everything else was fine. And then it just kind of trailed off and I, that was just the last thing I wrote down because okay. it wasn't the whole thing, but like, it just like, I don't know, speak up or something because it was just kind of hard to hear you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's like a, is a cake pop a gay thing? What's a cake pop? It's a, you never had a yeah. cake pop? Oh my God. Is it's, it a thing that's it's super a, it's, awesome? It's a it's a ball, soft sugar, cake, delicious it's, sphere. It's a cake lollipop. Yeah, and it's and on a stick. Behind the lollipop and use a cake. In, yeah. But you Instead you're you're, you're embarrassed like. of buying this. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't. Because they're for children. So maybe there's no, a tie it's back. No, just as no as a straight man putting a soft ball in public. Oh. It's pink, and there's a stick at the end. You gotta, you gotta go like that. Well, yeah, the just soft balls good, in your mouth. You you're don't want to do yeah, that. You don't want to. I got gotcha. you. I just, I don't feel comfortable. It needs a little more explanation because <laughs> that's funny. Like, I don't feel comfortable putting a pink soft ball in my mouth. Like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's funny. Um, skull and boner is very funny, and um, and letting drugs have their way with me. I think that's also a really good line that you're yes. like. That I thought that was really good. Uh, I think, I think that, that one's up. So I'm gonna use this one, but. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, the uh, I think the like church group divide up to talk about like your masturbation stuff is very funny. What I really wanted to know, how did they ask you to do that? <laughs> like, what was the question? It was like, all right, everybody, now like you go over here and you go over here and I like, talk about. I feel like there'd be some fun like euphemistic words that like a youth group pastor could have used to ask you to do that or whatever. Well. They, um, they didn't use any like they didn't say we're gonna talk about jerking off. They'd be like uh, we're gonna talk about our sins, and uh, and we're gonna yeah no I mean that's, and that's I don't know I think talking about that a little bit could be good and then yeah I, I like Marty's suggestion about like uh, like oh like God's jerking me off God's gay I think a fun way you could kind of go with that is be like and I believe God is a woman and then that's kind of like a you know like progressive or a thing to say because like you know God was jerking me off so he's definitely not gay you know <laughs> like kind of like flip it like that I don't know but yeah fun stuff okay yeah that's a good one. You have to sign yourself up. Oh, that's gonna make sense. Joseph, come along. Yay! Yay! Um, hey, I love that I get to know you're Filipino now. Um, lumpia is my battle cry. And I don't mean that in like a, a mean. I love your people have my favorite cylindrically deep fried food. Period. I'm sorry. I got to say it. Like, the egg roll is something special, but not compared. To the motherfucking lumpia. Anybody else agree? No, nope. culture is food. Yeah. Wake up, everybody. Eat, go eat a lumpia. You're, they're so good. Your next comedian, what a funny lady she is. I'm super bummed that um, her mic at the saloon is no longer, and I hope she picks up another mundane mic soon so I have somewhere to go after here. Put your hands together for Tracy Wynn. Yes. Keep it going for Pam. Uh, rethinking kids, rethinking having kids. Um, I don't know. They're just a lot of work and a lot of money and freaking, you know, if I have narrow hips, you know, I had narrow hips and like too much pride to get a C-section. Um, I, uh, and then even after they're born, I'm... Both my boyfriend and I have addiction issues, so I don't know what this kid's going to be into. You know what I mean? Like, it's a lot, rehab's expensive. Insulin is expensive. Like, this kid might be diabetic for all we know. Like, I have a history of it. You're my family. Anyways, uh, we were talking about suicide earlier, so I thought I'd... Uh... I'm at the inflection point in my relationship. What does that mean? That means I'm trying not to talk shit about him on stage anymore. It's been four years, you know, I'm trying to be nice. And actually, if, <laughs> if anybody is in a, in a really long relationship with the girl who always nags them, she'll stop doing that because it's not effective. It's really not effective. And you know what? It is true. Like, the longer you stay with somebody, like, I don't know, you just change your mind about them. Like, you get these, like, warm, fuzzy feelings about them, even though they fuck up sometimes. Anyway, oh, wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, try not to be as critical anymore. Um, the last two months I've been in a musical... Uh, it's sort of, I describe it as LGBTQ plus 
High School Musical. Um, in the marketing materials, they call it SF's Next Rent, uh, but it's, you know, that's a high bar. Um, we've run it now six times. The last weekend is this coming weekend. And the last show, totally improvised, I slapped my co-star in the face on stage. I want to say it was an accident, but it wasn't. He got in my face. And it was like a, it's like a very emotional scene, you know? He's like yelling at me in a restaurant. And um, I don't know, I just, it just happened. Anyway, uh, uh, theater is just acting out stuff you can't do in your own relationship, you know what I mean? Like, I can't do that. I can't slap my boyfriend in the face at a restaurant for real. Might as well do it on stage while I have the chance. Uh, I don't really know what to say about this musical. Um, it was a lot of rehearsal time. Uh, you guys, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I'm trying to get back into this comedy thing. It's hard. Oh, um, I was talking to my brother. He mentioned uh, he has sleep apnea. The symptoms are depressive. He got, he got depressed and unmotivated. And then he's like, fuck, I think I have sleep apnea. Uh, and if you think about it, like how many of those like mental illnesses could just be fixed by some bodily thing you could do, like exercising more? Okay, this, uh, this TED Talk's coming to an end soon. Uh, all right, I'll do a couple of old jokes. Fuck it. All right. Um, So I can't, uh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, um, can you dilate your urethra? <laughs> Some gross shit. All right, um, I'm gonna give it back to the room. Thank you so much. Interesting medical questions. Can you dilate your urethra? A man's urethra or a woman's? Would you wanna make a woman's urethra bigger? Hey, go back up there. Go back up there. Oh, what show are you in? What musical are you in? Uh, it's called Love and Pride. It's called Love and Pride. Yeah. I didn't know you did musical theater. Do you tap dance? Uh, no, I don't tap dance. I'm in the chorus in the ensemble. It's great. I, I play a bunch of characters. Do you do you do you dance? Do you have to do a lot of jazz hands. A lot of jazz hands. Right on. A, a lot of jazz hands, yeah, yeah. I, wh where is your show playing? I'm actually just really interested. I didn't oh, know really? anybody else did musical theater. I love musical theater. Yo, it's uh, it's playing at the Exit Theater, like right around the corner from Piano Fight. Fuck yeah. Friday and I live in that neighborhood. Rad. Oh, shit. Okay, oh, my God. Cool. cool, yeah. Saturday, I should come. Yeah, I really, uh, actually, love to see you. Uh, I'll text you the discount code. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. That was, I mean, I'd love to, I love musical theater, so. Um, rethinking kids, I think there's so much you can do there, like... Cause you're young, obviously, and I didn't even know if you had a boyfriend. So I was like, "What the fuck are you thinking about kids for?" So I'd I'd write into that of like, I think it's I think it's wonderful that you're talking about not having kids because that's I hate people having kids right now. I think it's terrible. But um, 
I, I, I wanted to just hear more. I was like, oh, she's getting into something. I'm like, you piqued my interest multiple times. And then it's, I know it's, you're starting back in. So you're like trying to find your stuff. But like all of your topics were stuff where I was like, oh, I'd like to hear more about that. Okay. <laughs> the musical stuff, I, that's where I came out of the bathroom. So that's where I started writing down things. But uh, you, said, you said it's like LGBTQ plus plus high school musical or yeah. just high school musical. Uh, yeah. That and then I thought you were going with the. You said it's like the SF version of Rent. You said that's a high bar. I thought you were going for like a, a like San Francisco Rent joke, uh, which could easily fit in there. Exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and then just like whatever the price is and like who actually comes to the show. It's like well, it used to be these people in the now it's these people or something like that. Gentrification, blah blah blah. Got it. Um, and then. I think that that bit about you slapping the guy and then like saying like this is things that I want to do with my boyfriend in real life I get to do them on stage. What else do you want to do your boyfriend that you like can't do in real life that you do to him on that you do to this guy on stage? Like you slapped him and you're like, well I'm already here so I might as well tell him to like put the fucking toilet seat down or something like that. Like <laughs> right. like I've already like burst this bubble so might as well go with it. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. Uh, just to add to what Marty was saying, I do think it'd be great if you drew that San Francisco rent parallel because I thought you were also doing that yeah, yeah. plan words. Um, for the slap piece, I would say get to the thing, this is something you want to do to your boyfriend quicker. Just and maybe some parallel you can also draw between like a co-star and a boyfriend like he's like your work husband or whatever Mm -hmm. just because you are hopping around with like I did this to my co-star oh these are things I want to do to my boyfriend it's like wait what is there something there or yeah and you're rethinking children because if you want to slap your boyfriend think about what you'll do to your kid and slap that bitch up right (laughs) if you want to slap just if you if you want to get all slap happy, maybe it's not a great idea to have kids. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're, if you're a violent person, yeah, for sure. Love that. His wife was in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was gonna say the stop nagging because it's effective line. Yeah. I could tell that I'm the only married person in here right now because I laugh my ass off at that. And I think if you really kind of hit that harder, it'll come across, but it's beautifully done. Um, I think you could mention about Rent, that uh, the play that you're in is for people who thought that Rent wasn't gay enough. (laughs) So they brought it to San Francisco. So they brought it to San Francisco. (laughs) And then uh, for the sleep apnea thing, you talked about physical problems that go along with sleep apnea. You can mention that your brother... uh, poops himself and he suffers from sleep crapnia. <laughs> hey, oh, wow. hey. Wait, and so then, that's off brand for me. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the one other thing is, how do you pronounce your last name? Uh, Wynn. Wynn? Okay, so you could mention how you don't want to have any kids, but if you had twins, it'd be a win-win. Oh, God. That's a winner. I thought so. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, so sorry. You just said the guy's wife was in the audience too. Yeah, yeah. So you're doing things that she probably wants to do to him too. So it's cathartic she for the said both she's of you. Never slapped him before. Yeah, so that's perfect. So liked it. you're like you're like anything else. Oh yeah, you'd be instead of like you and your boyfriend like her their relationships. Like anything else you want me to get out for you? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. this is cathartic for you. She's been to every performance or something right, like right. that. I talked to her like before the show. Yeah. Just get a list. Yeah. Cool. What is? Yeah. You can do it. 
Yeah, yeah. She's salivating. Cool. Yeah, for sure. Clap your hands wildly for Tracy Wynn, everybody! Yay! Tracy Wynn! All right, moving right along. Your next comedian. What a dapper man. What a funny guy. Uh, he runs F-Bomb Comedy Train. They have a show coming up on the F train. You're going to love him right now. Put your hands together for Marty Cunney. Hey, guys. Uh, I used to be a bit of a xenophobe. I'm just a little ashamed to admit that. Um, I came around when I saw this Fox News report. It said, you know, these people that come over here, they're so un-American. They come here uninvited. They take our good blue-collar jobs, and they rape, and they murder. And that's when I realized, damn, that's pretty tight. There's nothing more American than going somewhere you're not invited and raping and murdering everyone there so you can do farm work, you know? That's kind of our thing. Uh, the only suggestion I have is that if you're going to do it, you have to say manifest destiny first, you know? It's the no homo of territorial expansion. Uh, turn that blow job into a bro job. I, uh, and it just made me realize, too, is like, no one does more for Native Americans than, you know, people that have recently immigrated to this country. I mean, that's because they're spending all their money in indie casinos. But still, like, that still counts, okay? Like, I don't know. That's, that's a new part of the joke I'm working on. Um, I read a, a study in Harvard that Harvard did. Um, I had a recent stint with unemployment, so I've been, you know, trying to keep my mind sharp. I read a study that said that men that ejaculate up to four times a week reduce their risk of prostate cancer by up to 30%, which is great, right? Uh, due to my recent stint with unemployment, I'm proud to announce that I have cured prostate cancer. Uh, not only my prostate can cancer, but all of yours, uh, including the women and all of my ancestors. I think I brought my grandpa back to life, actually. Um, now, I do think I masturbate too much. Uh, the way that you, I've come up with a system to tell, it's kind of like how you tell how far away lightning is by the distance between the lightning that you see and then you hear the thunder, right? That tells you how far away the lightning is. However long it takes for you to pull out your phone and start checking social media after you finish masturbating, that's how much of a degenerate you are. That like length of time determines whatever degenerate you are. Degenerate you are. So like say... It takes you a minute. That's pretty regular, right? That's plenty of time to like take the belt off your neck and put away the binoculars or whatever you need to do to normalize yourself. Plenty of time, right? Climb up out of the tree, whatever you're doing, you know? 30 seconds, start to cut it close, you know? Did you really clean up enough? Get the belly button, man. That's everyone misses that one. It makes for some awkward uh, lint later. Five seconds, too close. You've either got an addiction to masturbation or an addiction to social media. And uh, neither one's very healthy for you. And then you're in that weird space kind of continuum where I am, where the only thing that gets you hard anymore is memes and political rants from your family. So I'm just jerking off to Facebook at this point. So don't be that guy, okay? It's, it's a little stressful. Uh, I can only come when I hear uh, Rush, Lush, Rush Limbaugh's name said three times in a Facebook post. Um, I'm a king positive person. I think that's a great thing about this city, about San Francisco. Um, I did see something the other day that I thought was pretty cool. I was on Muni. I saw an ad for a, uh, it was like a kink party or something. It was like this woman with like her wrist bound up and then it said like escape or something. I looked at the sign. I was like, hell yeah, this is pretty tight. And this woman next to me looked over me in horror and she was just like, I look, I was like, miss, I don't know what your problem is here. This is like what San Francisco is all about. This is, this is why I moved here. This is why I love this city. 
And then I looked back at the sign, and it wasn't an ad for a kink party. It was an ad for a human trafficking nonprofit. And <laughs> it, things got awkward from there on out. I tried to, like, save face. I looked back at her. I was like, oh, no, miss, you don't understand. I thought it was a sex thing. And that didn't sound any better. Uh, in my defense, it was really hard to tell. I'd, like, the word escape was really big, but it was, like, help them escape, you know? Like, those wrists that were bound, I was like... Those look like sexy knots to me. I couldn't tell that there's probably DNA under those fingernails, you know? I don't know what's going on here. Uh, okay, that's uh, that's great. And um, I had a 23andMe done the other week, which was cool. Um, uh, no surprises there. It said I'm 75% Irish, 25% Italian, uh, which apparently means that I'm like 100% an alcoholic because... <laughs> It said, and like the list of uh, like genetic diseases, it just said cirrhosis of the liver. And I was like, that's not hereditary, you assholes. <laughs> like, what the fuck? It's like I would have gotten the same results if I just sent in a cotton swab covered in Jameson and red wine to them, you know? Like, I just wasted money and time. But uh, I, I took it in as like a show and tell because I've been volunteering with special needs kids lately. And uh, it was pretty fun, you know? They, they came, a lot of them came up after and asked me, like, hey, this is pretty cool. Could I get one of these done? And I didn't know how to tell them, you know, I don't think there's a 24 in me yet. So, uh, yeah. I, th I don't even know if the science is there. Like, it'd probably just say, like, 115% European or something like that, you know? I don't need a test to know why you are so strong. All right, that's my time, guys. Thanks a lot. Marty Cunny, everyone. Yay! Yay! You volunteer with special needs kids. What, do you get a DUI or something? <laughs> that's <laughs> like, good. That's what? actually a good thought, yeah. Well, because I, I used to have a bit where I where talk about like the I look like bit. I said, like, I look like a substitute teacher who's only doing it because I got community service for trying to fight a little, little league umpire or something like that. But that might be funnier, yeah. Right. Well, especially if you talk about the alcoholic thing first. Right, yeah. Other comments? Cool. Um, where you say I used to be a xenophobe. Yeah. Uh, I used to be a xenophobe. Now I just look like one. Uh, yeah. Easy tag. Um, I don't really get the blowjob to bro job part. I think it just, I mean, I get that you were kind of trying to tie it to the no homo thing. Yeah. But it's, a, it's a bit of a jump. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't tie back to the manifest destiny piece. Um, yeah. As much. But I do like what you've done with that joke. Yeah, it's, it's nearing its its point. I feel. <laughs> um, prostate cancer joke, I like a lot. Um, I would say at the end, choose between the like I cured every woman or cured like my ancestors. Mm. Uh, like some, I think one of the two. I think having because you go through multiple and it's like I think you get to like four or five instead of too many rule of three shit yep uh oh belt off and binoculars great fucking tag yeah that. Um, it's almost stronger than the rest of the joke i feel like and that's where it, it is, kinda it is kills a really me. strong uh, yeah tag. it's a lead off and i haven't figured out what's good for the other time breakdowns or if i even need that many time breakdowns yeah right i that's where i'm trying to figure out the structure of that one yeah you may not, because um, what I was going to say is the belly button lint thing. It's kind of gross, man. Like you, might, <laughs> you just might lose an audience that, because if you like say that joke earlier in your set and they haven't like yeah. come to trust you enough, they might just be like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, 
jerking off to Facebook, I think you can expand there. I think you can make that part of the bit longer because uh-huh. there's a lot of material of like, you know, hearing Rush Limbaugh's name three times or something along the like. Just because with Facebook, there's so much going on with the platform that you can always expand on a joke involving Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, trafficking joke, really good. I think trim the fat that leads you to realizing it's a trafficking billboard as opposed to a kink billboard. Yeah, it's a long lead in. I'm still yeah. sorting that out. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, this isn't even on. Nope. Yeah, it is now. Hey, Hunter Stare, first-time caller, long-time listener. How are you doing, Marty? Good, um, good, good, I really liked the joke about sort of like the contractions between the masturbating and the social media. I feel like you should refer to it as like the masturbation social media singularity or something like that. Oh, like, give like you know, a scientific keeps, name to it? Yeah, they keep going closer and closer together. It's the like more a parabola a approaching the x-axis or exactly, whatever. An asymptotic line, but I know what you're talking about. That was close. Yeah. Um, God, I'm so much more of a nerd. Um, yeah, I think that's my only comment. Tracy, I really like your safari outfit. Other than that, yeah, good. <laughs> that's for the listeners at home. Uh. Other comments? Charlie's on it. Yeah. Well, this is going to come off as very serious, but I don't think Rush Limbaugh is a good reference anymore. That's a good point. I would it's say go somebody like Tucker Carlson. Or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tucker Carlson's really good. Alex Jones? Jones, yes. That's a good one. Flatter. Oh, I could do a, that's, a good, that's a good part to work on an Alex Jones impression. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, I also got. <laughs> yeah, I also got that of once or twice at the comedian picnic. Uh, I think Mikey Walls called me Alex Jones when I. <laughs> was running the bases or something and it made me laugh while I was running. So that was fun. Yeah. I'm not saying you're a flat earther, but you look like you don't believe in mountains. Yeah. Um, I also like the idea of the manifest destiny joke. And I kind of tried this and never really worked out, but a really Americanized modern way of looking at it would be to call it manifest destiny's child because we kept going to the left, to the left, (laughs) find a way to work that in geographically to the West, to To the the West. West. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the only, the, that's, that's one I've been doing for a while. And then the new part I'm trying to work in is the fact that technically it's basically just that Asians gamble a lot at Indian casinos, but I'm not sure if that really like fits in, if it's any better to add that on after that joke has already kind of done its stuff because I don't know. I just think it's, it's something more to add on, but maybe it's not worthwhile. No. I liked the Indian casino tag, and I got it because it was Asians. Yeah. I mean, and the crazy thing about those Indian casinos is you have to be rich to go to them. They, they, all their tables are $10 minimum. Like, and oh, they yeah, don't give least. you free drinks. So it's like, yeah. I, I just don't even see the point. But I know that Chinese people really love to gamble. Well, there's daily buses getting coming out from Chinatown to each of the Indian casinos in the area. <laughs> like, daily. Grand, Red River, like, they all... And so... Uh, every billboard you see for these Indian casinos is not white people. It's all Asian people on the billboards. Like, they know the target market, too. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I need to work on that a little bit more, but that's something I'm thinking I'm sure I want to try to add on the end there. Hey, Marty Cunny. Other yeah. comments? Everybody done? Marty Cunny, everyone! Yay! <laughs> Marty Cunny, everybody. What a lovely human being. Your next comedian. He's also very funny. Clap your hands together for Janesh Rolon. I figured it out. Guys, um, 
Is it on? Okay, cool. Uh, I used to be a really nerdy kid. People don't believe me when I say that because I don't look like that now. Like now I just look like someone who wears way too much cologne. My eyebrows enter a room before I do. Random men come up to me on the street like, hey, do you uh, know where the nearest Armani store is? I'm like, I don't work there, dude. But it's on Grant and O'Farrell. <laughs> when I was real nerdy, but I also loved hip-hop growing up. Like, I wanted to be a doctor, but I also wanted to be Dr. Trey. You guys know what I'm talking about? But it led to me having a real weird personality. Like, when I was 12 years old, I showed up to a math tournament in a Velvet Sean John tracksuit. Like, sort of got head-to-toe velvet, looking like I was an Arab guy there to sell flip phones to the other kids. I was just walking around like, Habibi, I'm going to give you the best deal on Boost Mobile. I wanted to look like 50 Cent, but really, I look like DJ Khaled. No, I'm uh, I'm still a big hip-hop fan to this day. I'm a big Drake fan. I like Drake a lot because, to me, he's like the Barack Obama of rap. Like, he's obviously black, but he enunciates enough to make white people feel comfortable. Uh, how many people here are in a relationship? By a show of hands. Okay, perfect. Um, Casey, how long have you been dating your person? Holy shit, you're not married yet? No, I oh, you are. Oh, okay, you're married. Okay, this is even better. Um, how important is oral sex in a relationship? Give me a number. Like the one to ten. It's scales up to you. <laughs> yeah, I like, think like a seven. Seven? Okay. Is that, would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Okay, because one of my friends was talking about how she's not she thinks she's not married because she doesn't like oral sex, like giving or receiving. And I was like, yeah, that's probably why. Because it's true, dude. Like, all oral sex requires, man or woman, is just some enthusiasm and sloppy. Like, two ingredients, that's it. Like, when you're going down on someone, regardless of gender, you just got to f- act like you're eating a bowl of ramen. Like you just got to get in there, engage the core a bit, and just, like, come up every few minutes to, like, breathe, dab the sweat off your forehead, get right back in there, right? Just someone tries to take your bowl away. You're like, hell no, there's still broth left in this, and you just keep going. Munch the box is what I'm trying to say, audience. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, I get into so many random cars that it's, I'm surprised I haven't been kidnapped yet. Like I will get into Ubers at times when I haven't even called one. Like if I'm standing somewhere and a Prius rolls up with a foreign driver, I'm like, let's go, bro. I, uh, I fell asleep in an Uber pool to North beach once I woke up in daily city. I asked the driver, I was like, hey, man, why didn't you wake me up? He was like, you looked like an angel. I was like, oh, my God, thank you. <laughs> I, um, If I got kidnapped, though, it would kind of be like living the millennial dream, right? Like, I would not have to work, and I would just be all over the news. 
Like, I would have to do none of the work but get all of the attention. That's fucking tight, dude. And can you imagine the amount of sympathy likes I would get from that? Just all over social media. <laughs> um, thank you. Uh, also, like any good millennial, I practice self-love, so I would drive up that ransom super high. Like, if kidnappers called my parents, they're like, hey, we have Janaish. We want $250,000. I'd be like, bitch, excuse me? I have two years work experience. That's at least four hundred. Uh, I've been spending a lot of time on my favorite social network, which is Venmo, uh, because it tells me what's really happening in my friends' lives. Like, I don't even ask my friends who they're dating anymore. I just check their Venmo feed. Saw my friends Sean and Nicole Venmo each other three times. Wine glass emoji, winky face. I was like, ooh, it's getting nasty. Two weeks later, I see Nicole Van Moshan trip to Mexico. I was like, isn't this moving a little rapido? And then they come back. I see Nicole Van Mo Alex, wine glass emoji, winky face. And I was like, oh, Nicole. And she responds, Alex is a girl, you idiot. So I was like, oh, Nicole, with three tongue emoji. And uh, Nicole blocked me on Venmo, you guys. <laughs> All right, that's it. Locked on Venmo. Janesh. That was very funny. 250K for a ransom? Your parents still love you. That's amazing. That is really unheard of for a comic. You must be really young or not have pissed them off yet. My yeah. parents won't even talk to me. If someone was like, ransom me for $250,000, they'd be like, fuck that bitch. We want her to be dead years ago. Uh, <laughs> sorry. It's nice that you have a family. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Marty. Um, the leadoff jokes. Uh, what's the name of the cologne that it looks like you're wearing? Uh, I would say skip the eyebrow joke and just say it's O'Day eyebrows or something like that. Uh, okay. Yeah. Make up like a funny name for the cologne. Uh, the DJ Khaled bit. Were you a fat kid? It'd be no. funny if you clarified you're a fat because TJ Khaled is usually a fat joke. That's fair. You know, and uh, that's what that people always come to mind when you make a DJ Khaled reference. It's like a fat dude in a tracksuit, <laughs> right? So you look more like uh, like the Indian member of the Beastie Boys or something like that. Like that, I don't know, something along those lines. Uh, there's got to be some. I'm sure Charlie has some thought here, but there's some good opportunity for puns at the ramen bit. Okay. Uh, there's just some quick rapid fire puns that you can just throw in there to like while you're doing the act out because the act out's funny. I think that you could keep going with that. Thanks, man. Uh, the bit about jumping into Ubers, even though you've never called one, uh, you call like Pavlov's Prius. Like you don't even realize what you're doing, and you just see what, like a fucking Prius drive up. You just like you don't even realize you ju- jumped in. I like that. Or even you could even do that as part of like the like. I didn't even like a Prius, Prius pulled up and like I pretty much blacked out and woke up in Daly City. Like you didn't even know what happened. Like something like that. Um, the two hundred fifty k, you're like fuck you, buddy. Like this, that's not even a down payment on a house here. Um, something like that. Like yeah. step it up a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. And no. then uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Thanks, man. Hey, Janesh, it's Hunter. Um, hey, man, good to see you. Good to see you, too. Uh, I can't remember. I can only remember one of my notes because I have the brain, what do you call it, the uh, life expectancy? No, what's the other thing? 
the attention span. There we go. Oh, a goldfish. But um, so as far as like the masturbation one goes, uh, I really. Wait, what were we talking about? I do. I don't think I had a masturbation joke in there. What? No, no. Eating, sorry, eating. the oral sex oral joke. Oh, there okay. we go. As far as the oral sex joke goes, I just feel like I really want somebody, and maybe it's you, to talk about like th- these fucking people who are like, "Oh, I don't like giving oral sex." Like, come the fuck on! You are missing the fucking point. Yeah. Like. Damn. It's not the point of oral sex is to enjoy giving it. It's not, is it? Am I crazy? Or is it like a favor that you do to somebody else? You're very sane. <laughs> All right, great. So yeah, I mean, I feel like th- that really needs to be established somewhere in the joke. It's just like, you know, come up, come the fuck on. Like, who are these assholes who are so entitled? They're like, you know what? I don't like doing oral sex. And yeah, yeah. they definitely deserve to not be married and find happiness. Yeah. Hello, I my other comments. Jeez. I'll just this is a, let that this one is an stand. Aggressive hill to die. On. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Oh no! Hey, that, they can hear me. Hey guys, Janesh. Uh, I was just uh, along with Marty with the puns for the Ron, but I think uh, munching the bento box, I think, is right there. Oh. And you can, yeah, you gotta you gotta do that. Uh, and then also, it's uh, the other thing I wrote was I like just like uh, with the confusion earlier with the. Um, uh, the question about like how important it is, I mean, I'd say just maybe like delineate whether or not you want it on a scale of one to ten, or just like if you enjoy the confusion to opening the bit, it's kind of funny that way too. Because like genuinely, I was like, well, what, what does it mean? What's important? It's like what? what? <laughs> like it's just genuinely like off-putting. Like is like, oral sex important on a scale of one to ten, or like how many times have you given oral sex in your life or received it? It was just like I couldn't tell what you were asking, which is okay. also fun. I mean, like I said, if you want to le- make it vague, because you could take it any other way for like crowd work, which would be pretty fucking funny with drunk people too yeah um but yeah i thought it was a good also like for the uber bit too you could open it up saying you've never been kidnapped and then have him wake you up and then he like says you were an angel and you go thank you he's like and now i have my new filipino family yeah Ooh, i like that one more pun uh udong Yeah, dude, I just love your style and it, like your delivery is on point all around. Thank you, um, man. Yeah, uh, just fucking smooth. Um, <laughs> really, it's like it's fucking jazz. Uh, yeah. Chill but, out, uh, bro. You're married. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm. Uh, doesn't mean anything. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this is being recorded. This is uh, not Casey. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I think it's great, and I wanted to add. Um, to the uh, oral sex part, I guess what I love so much about your style and, and the the bulk of your material is that it's really story driven and identity and very personal driven. Mm-hmm. And that one segment didn't seem to have like an anecdote associated with it, unless I just missed it because I was just uh, for the oral sex bit, right? Okay, and uh, just yeah. to keep that consistent with like everything else, I thought maybe yeah. that might be a way to segue into it. Like maybe I went on a bad date, and, or like you know, she, I talked to a girl and she said she yeah. didn't believe in doing that, or I don't know. I guess that's contrived, but you can find Yeah, no, no, yeah, no right. that's helpful. That's helpful. I agree. Really well thought out stuff. Um, I think instead of saying DJ Khaled, when you said you're trying to look like 50 cent, you could say, but instead I looked like 120 rupees. You just come up with some sort of currency rupees. rupees. No, I, I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Just just something with an exchange rate based on ethnicity, I think. Could be I wanted like to look good. like 50 cent, but I look like 50 rupees. Yeah. Something... Something along those lines. Well, 50 yeah. cents not very expensive either. I was pretty small. <laughs> yeah. They don't know the conversion rate, dude. 
And then also... 67. <laughs> I agree. I think that some of the oral sex stuff was a little hard to swallow. Hey. Oh. I mean, you maybe don't want to go as deep into the detail because it's a real mouthful. Oh. And you can maybe say that on a level of importance from a 1 to 10, it's a 69. What? No? Oh. That sucked. I'm sorry. That was great. Oh, my God. Sorry. I love you so much. For the oral sex thing, like, there is no right way to marinate a piece of meat, you know what I mean? If you're keeping with the food thing. But then I also really liked your um, your joke about the money. Like, that is such a millennial thing to want to be compensated for your potential. Yeah. And not including inflation either. Like, you could talk about that. You're like, yeah, well, we can have a downturn or we can have a, keep having an upturn. And I would no. be worth way more. Yeah, the crux of the entire joke is I'm a shitty entitled millennial who gets yeah. into any Uber. All right, cool. Was that conveyed? Yeah, absolutely. Fucking tight. Yeah. Everybody clap your hands wildly for Dinesh Rulon! All right, your next comedian. What a funny guy he is. Sometimes he runs OMG Open Mic. I think he's one of the most underrated comedians in San Francisco, and I don't see him booked enough, which makes me sad because you're really, really, really funny. Put your hands together for John Gallagher! Thank you, Leslie! Hey, guys. Here, I'm going to... All right, it's a little bit, but not uh, enough. That's okay. Anyway, guys, uh, hey, I, uh, uh, I I have brain damage. I'm realizing. I think I have. I for sure have CTE uh, because I played football in high school and I uh, played rugby in college. And when you play rugby, and Marty plays running rugby now, one of the things you do when you play rugby is you play rugby, and then what you do is you immediately drink after when you have almost guaranteed head trauma. Just very smart. It's a very smart thing to do. Um, so because of that, I like I didn't know that my my brain was probably melting and it's probably uh, dying because I'm starting to not remember things already at 31 and uh, uh, I had a memory that my friend brought up to me a little while ago that's a thing and you'll hear why in just a second why I should remember this okay he goes hey remember that party with Rodney and I'm like no and he goes like oh fuck and then he tells me the story we're partying with our buddy at his house Rodney and he, he like he, we we're all hanging out getting drunk and he disappears he's a guy so you don't worry about him right and then uh, a few hours later we keep drinking and drinking and drinking and then somebody goes to use the bathroom bathroom doors locked fuck Rodney's probably passed out dead something in the bathroom overdosed whatever a lot of drugs are being done so there's no window to this place so we have no choice try to hit it try to wake him up we have to kick the door down we kick the door open find Rodney inside no overdosing nobody's dead but he is on the ground sucking his own dick uh yeah and uh yeah guys what a way to protest a party huh what yeah jesus christ it's like wow this is a lot of fun i'd rather suck my own excuse me i'll be right back uh the the weirder part is like he'd been gone for hours which means or is this uh the, the, we just like kick the door open and he just like reached the breaking point and was like ah oh, i made it or like was it hours where he was just trying to like, drunkenly come in his own mouth which is like nobody wins when you come in your own mouth i think we all know that um I am a tour guide by trade, and uh, it's weird how vulnerable people get on when they take tours. Like, they just tell random men strange things they shouldn't tell you. Like, people have told me about affairs and, like, horrible things about children and stuff. Like, this one time on tour, this guy goes, hey, uh, one time I saw a lady give birth to a chihuahua. <laughs> Tour's over. What the fuck? No. <laughs> you can't ride segways normally after that. What the fuck? And that's, again... 
subjective normal segue writing but uh sometimes it goes the other way too like one time i told a guy that he was probably going to die because of 9-11 let me explain uh this uh like and just rule of thumb don't bring up 9-11 on tours in san francisco it's just a general rule of thumb no reason to do that really uh and so i'm on a tour with this uh thing and i was explaining the 1906 earthquake and i was like it's kind of like the 9-11 of its heyday i'm like yes tied it in cool <laughs> comparison whatever and then uh what happens is like I was like yeah and I read this thing on Reddit at the same day I was like oh yeah that reminds me you know they say that uh, uh, the, New York is going to have record numbers of lung cancer because the amount of asbestos that's released in the air that people breathe in after the towers were born down and this guy just drops his head and he goes my law firm was the very first law firm to go back to work in New York City after the towers fell and I breathed all that shit in and so I handed a man a death sentence writing a segue with his family uh and that's fun uh and he tipped me twenty dollars so yeah it's cool it's a cool thing to do uh don't bring up 9-11 on just in general that kind of makes sense not to uh i uh i do that i also started substitute teaching and all the things marty was saying are true it's just that's it's such a bum job god it rules it's fucking great I don't know why, like, I'm kicking myself about why I didn't do this sooner, like, because you're, like, it's sitting there, and you're like, oh, this is kind of shitty, these guys are treating me like shit, and it's like, why would you respect me? I'm a babysitter, who cares, right? <laughs> it's the only thing that, like, it's like you're getting paid so much, it's like, just r stupid money for no reason, and the only thing that, like, makes me feel better is, like, remembering the worst shit we used to do to substitute teachers, like, uh, off the top of your head, you can imagine probably horrible things you did to just people that were, in, in essence, trying to pay back a gambling debt, or buy back their kid just some sad low life piece of shit uh and uh yeah it's it's like crazy how uh easy and how much money it is it's great um no oh. uh i think what else um okay got one other thing um i don't need to talk about oh uh the blowjob thing did that other thing um it's weird that like like BDSM relationships and like teaching around children are the only times when people say like Mr. and stuff, you know? And that's like, seems weird. It's like children and uh, children and adults you're penetrating. Hmm, not good. All right, that's enough, Mike. John Gallagher! Helping put life in perspective. That was lovely, that was hilarious. Oh, I wanted to hear more. Oh, okay. About the BDSM joke, actually. Yeah, like, okay. what are the other weird formalities that people have in that? Yeah, no, just like, I was thinking of like salesmen. Uh, so it's like always some kind of deceptive flattery. Uh, and like, there's always a lie on one side. Somebody's trying to win something over. I don't know. Yeah, there's something to that. I liked all your substitute teacher material because I used to substitute teach. So God, it's, it's, like, it's impossible to be respected. You're like, respect me. And they're like, you're a babysitter. It's yeah, exactly true. Yeah, they're it's like, just like, why? Like, because that's, that's, yeah. I think that's why like, I'm doing okay because I'm just like, yeah, don't. Why would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> just put in the movie and sit back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just like, got your iPhones. Just look at some good old pornography. It's right out those hormones. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I really liked it. I, um, I, was a t I sold tour tickets. So Hell like, yeah. there's just so much possibility there and I feel mm -hmm. like segways are like there's so much weird stuff that happens in San Francisco like mm -hmm. so like you could just yeah. go on like you could be a substitute segway guy and like soup the guy soup the thing up you're just like the guy who doesn't know what he's doing totally. and just kills someone off the dock you know and not, I mean yeah pretty pretty close and accurate to real life <laughs> it's like very very real things cool thanks guys oh oh <laughs> 
your next comedian. He's the punniest punster that ever. I, you're so quick. I'm so like aghast every time you tell notes and then you have like 15 blowjob jokes for the suck off thing. Just incredible. Put your hands together for Charlie Spink. <laughs> Yes. I save all my sexiest dance moves for podcasts. That's, I don't think they go to waste. So what's in the news? Oh, here's a fun question for everybody. What is every slave's favorite dairy-based condiment? Whipped cream. Oh, sorry. Is there going to be backlashings now? Is there going to be backlash? I'm sorry. I really broke my back for that joke. Did not work. All right. I'll go into a little bit of my employment history uh, before I became a very lucrative open mic comedian in the East Bay. Uh, I was fired from the U.S. Post Office. Yeah. For pushing the envelope. What? That's... There it is. Paper cuts galore. That'd be my James Bond heroine name right there. That's what I'd be working with. And after that, I was fired from my job as a professional taste tester. But in my defense, I had a lot on my plate. <laughs> that one was hard to digest. I know. I know. No, uh, we were talking about the suicide earlier. It's a very fun topic. Everybody loves suicide. Uh, I had a, f a buddy a little bit before Christmas who passed away in a hang gliding accident. Yeah, apparently he just couldn't hang. He couldn't. But, you know, it was fitting because if you knew him in life, he was so down to earth. <laughs> Thud. I know that one just crashed, didn't it? It died. The thing about suicide jokes, though, they just have to kill with you to start killing within. But the opposite of suicide, life, I prefer it. I'm pro-life. Uh, my son turned 10 years old last week. It's a big, big accomplishment. And I had to go buy him balloons for his party. Anybody else? Anybody else buy balloons for my son's party? You're fucking weird. We don't know you. No, I went in there. I had a budget. I had a balloon budget, a BB, as we say in the balloon buying business. That's four Bs. It's like my report card. It's a 3.0 joke. Uh, I went into the balloon store, Party City, with $20, and I did not have enough to buy a balloon with a big one and a big zero on it. Yeah, and I asked the lady behind the counter, why are these balloons so expensive? She said, inflation. <laughs> Sorry, I made that up. I'm full of hot air. I am. Whoop, there it is. That's a song from the 90s that I like to quote on stage. So I feel like vibrators are just dildos with Parkinson's. <sighs> yeah, and if you guys don't like that joke. It took a second, but I like that. You didn't think it was a little shaky? <laughs> hey, and if you guys don't like that vibrator joke, you know where to shove it. Any one of the orifices, really. I mean, you have options. You really do. Uh, I consider myself a family comic, but tonight I'm going to work a little blue. So what's the deal with Smurfs? <laughs> that was blue. And it blew also. It sucked. It was not a good joke. That was a good transition, Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, we've had a couple different references to BDSM up here, which I'm a big fan of. Uh, I actually went to Black Diamond Middle School in Antioch, California. Uh, so the initials of my middle school were BDSM with just one slight rearrangement. I don't think that anything perfectly captures the torture of BDSM like middle school does. 
that's just an idea. I'm, I'm open to suggestions on that one. I really like that general concept. More hard-hitting material. The phrase, let me be frank. Not a fan of it. Because Frank is a very common first name. I want specifics. I want to know which Frank I'm supposed to be. So if I'm saying, let me be Frank Sinatra, it's much easier. Luck be a lady tonight. Yeah, I can get with the broads that are black and blind because Sammy Davis Jr. is my friend. And a Jew. Uh, there's Frank Stallone. Let me be Frank Stallone. Hey, have you seen my brother in Rocky? Can I have five bucks? <laughs> He's been unemployed for, for quite some time. And then, of course, my favorite, let me be Frank and Frank. Shh. We don't want the Nazis to know we're up here. That would be a nightmare. That'd be like the worst thing I could imagine as a teenage girl. Unless, you know, somebody published my diary. For children worldwide to, re worldwide to read for dozens of generations after I'm executed. <laughs> Got to end it with a good Anne Frank joke. <laughs> Unintentional laughter still counts. No, it counts more. Yeah, I think it counts more. You are 1000% right. Uh, I'll leave it with this. I've dropped out of three colleges. I have. Thank you. That, that enjoyed, I'll enjoy that applause break. Uh, my dad was not a big fan of me dropping out of a UC and then a state school and then a community college in that order. But I told my dad, I said, listen, old man, why do I keep dropping out? Because I'm committed. I found something I'm good at. It's dropping out of school. Oh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince were right. Parents just don't understand. I've been Charlie. You guys have been Mutiny. Have a good night. Charlie Spink, everyone. Yay! Woo -bitty, woo -bitty, boo. Uh, I think that with the blue with the blue Smurf joke, you should then say something like really gross about Smurfs. Like you said, I'm gonna go a little blue, and then you said the Smurf joke, but I feel like you should after that be like and all the something just gross about there being one Smurfette and they're all it's like a gangbang something really blue. Why is Papa Smurf's ball so blue? Oh, yeah, there's something like that. Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with the high school joke in BDSM, I just thought it was. Uh, I thought about this, which is like when you're in middle school and you're like uh, ages like 13 to 15, your body's telling you you have to come, and middle school will not let you come there. <laughs> you must not come in your middle school. Committed joke, um, dropping out of school. You know, it's like, like, yeah, I really like that. Just maybe, maybe like lead with, I finally found something I'm good at. Like, be proud of me, Dad. I've got work ethic. You know, yeah. Other comments. Cool. No. Thanks, guys. Charlie Spink, everyone. Undisputed pun master of the East Bay and beyond. Uh, your next comedian, I haven't seen him in a while, and it's exciting to see him here. Clap your hands together for Casey Fields. How is everybody? Cool, right on. I haven't been here in a while, just like Pam said. I'm going to put in my $2 real fast. This has been good. Things have been good here, Pam. Money, yeah, running, it's good. I like all the new stuff. 
Mostly the, uh, I, I wish I knew the story behind the no sunflower seeds sign. I, <laughs> I guess somebody ruined it for everybody. Um, so, uh, yeah, my name's Casey. Um, it's, it's exciting to be here. It's pretty cool to be up here. Um, uh, it's hard for me to look cool, because I'm not. And I know everybody here is looking at me like right now going like, yeah, we, we know. We've, we've been listening to you talk for about 15 seconds, and we can tell already. So <laughs> get on with the jokes. Um, what's weird for me, though, is that uh, it, it took me a long time. Uh, I went through all of my 20s thinking I was cool, like just showing up to clubs on Friday night and just being like, how come women don't want to dance with me? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. Um, the real critical point, I think, was uh, I started to notice like my friends start to change. Um, they just as you get older, you just stop caring about being cool, and so I just start getting invited to parties that I didn't want to be invited to, like <laughs> just wanted to stay in my house. Like people would call me and just be like, "Come on, Case, don't be a nerd and not play Dungeons and Dragons with us." Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess all the, all my, uh, for most of my adult life, I just thought I was like a cool artistic dude that hung out with nerds sometimes. Kind of like a, I don't know, like a down-to-earth celebrity that hangs out at Comic-Con, you know? But society, I think, is looking at me like, no, you're, you're more like the dude that dresses up like Spider-Man. Like, you think you're crushing it, but nobody's saying anything because we just feel sorry for you. <laughs> oh, did that? Did I get just get too sad? I didn't mean to be sad. I'm cool with it, but not cool. Uh, I got to talk to my sister recently. She gave me an update about uh, my grandma. She's 90. Uh, my sister told me. Um, she calls me and she says, uh, "Grandma uh, is, has a new boyfriend at the nursing home, and she's probably having sex." Isn't that crazy? And I was like, what's crazier is you thinking that I'd want to know that. <laughs> She's 90, and my grandma, why would I want to picture her having sex? And she goes, relax. It's not hurting anybody. And I'm like, it's hurting my brain. It's hurting my brain a lot. She's 90. Grandma's not even people anymore. She's just shapes. Like, I don't even know how it's possible. It's like a trigonometry problem that you try to solve in your head. I don't know. I was just kind of like, <laughs> from now on, if you have any sexual thoughts about our family, just keep it to yourself, maybe. But, um, so that's been good. <laughs> I, I, uh, I went to McDonald's earlier today. That was fun. Everybody like McDonald's? Is that related? Yeah, it's <laughs> good. Yeah, we, we all agree. Um, I don't know. I, I go too much. You ever go to McDonald's so much that the people that are working there start to recognize you? Because I have. Like, I pulled up to the drive-thru, and the guy was just kind of like, oh, hey, man, how's it going? And I was thinking, not good. Your friendship is my wake-up call. <laughs> I, uh... Yeah, I don't know. I, I honestly do. If fast food wasn't bad for you, like, I'd, I'd eat it every day. Like, I really would. I love fast food. I'd eat it every day for the rest of my life 
and it'd be a short life, but I'd enjoy it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I guess that's about it. I think I'm going to wrap up there. Thanks for listening. Casey Fields, everyone. I like your McDonald's joke. I like the friendship line. I'd have him tell you what you're going to get. Like six chicken McNuggets and a large Coke again? Yeah. Or are you going to get the, are you going with the Big Mac today? You going crazy? You know, like he's, he knows all your favorite orders or something. Yeah. That would be. And maybe if you could even have him yell back at someone, hey, <laughs> our buddy's here. <laughs> what is he like again? I don't know, something. But I like that whole you're not cool thing and right. doubling down on it with the McDonald's. You said you were worried about getting too sad at first, and you could tighten it up, but I think it was really good how you addressed your presence because that was an energy that you carried throughout. So that it was really good how you addressed that right away. Oh, cool. Thanks. Yeah, and just like Pam was saying, the McDonald's joke uh, was the strongest one. Also, even that's a you, you could fit in a callback too. Like that's where it could call back to like the earlier part of the joke with your like how you how you think versus how you like are. It's like, hey, look, it's the nerd. And you're like, fuck, yeah, it's a really bad day. That's good. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's, the nerd. it's like, hey, it's my buddy. It's like, oh, it's like, how you doing? Bad. It's like, yeah, you're the nerdy guy. Who comes here all the time. Yeah. Fuck, I'm really bad now. <laughs> just like double down. Yeah. Yeah, I thanks, think that man. the McDonald's joke is a great opportunity to for a callback and just kind of double dip. Oh, there. double dip. It's a McDonald's thing. Double and uh, in the beginning, I really liked your description of how you interpret yourself to be much cooler than you were as a really like young nice? man in high school. I think maybe if you could work your voice breaking into that, if very like Peter Brady from the Brady Bunch, yeah. that'd be kind of a cool thing. Because you also have that clean cut look that I'm just thinking Peter Brady. All right. um, and then the part about your grandma fucking, which That's funny. <laughs> I'm sure got us all aroused. Um, <laughs> If you could find a way to work in the uh, initials DTF, but to mean like dementia, the fuck, I don't know. <laughs> Just something with the DTF, but pertaining to ailments that only the elderly have. I think that'd be really cool. All right. Yeah. Thank you. When grandma comes, she comes special sauce. <laughs> she comes around the mountain. No, the, I comes. don't know what the special sauce on the Mic, Mic, on the Mick is, on the Mac or whatever it is. I don't eat that crappy food, so I, I can't really help with that joke very much. I'm sorry. Burger King only back here. <laughs> I can't afford that. It's like $10 now to go to McDonald's and get a meal. I think that's just insane. I don't know. But I enjoyed the joke about it. Any other comments? Clap your hands together Great. in a while. Thanks. Slappy like motion for Casey Fields. Yay. Welcome back. I haven't seen you in forever. And so it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to see you around again. Your next comedian Take notes, laugh at his jokes, put your hands together for Fiat Chase. Thank you, guys. What do I want to do? I don't know everyone here. Can you guys just Venmo me like 20 bucks so I just remember everyone's name? That'd be great. Um, you know, like what I've been thinking, I'm sure it's probably territory that's been mined, but um, I've kind of been in a crystal meth induced stupor for 10 years, except for the last two years or so. So, um, like if if you're a serial killer you want to work for lyft or uber right it's like you know like they're you're and you could f you know they just pull up and like tick, 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 like jimmy <laughs> get in and then like the line they see so many people like the police line up like they fucking totally like he's fooling the fucking cops like 
And he's killed so many people, or she, like, I'm not going to do it. Um, like, he's, they're just, and he's just like, he fucking passed the lie detector test. He's fucking driving, like, how many of they drive? Five, 50 people a day, probably killed 10 people. I don't know, get your calculators out. Go kill someone and come back and tell me next week. So, like, full, Fuller House, I didn't even know there was a Fuller House. I knew about Lori Laughlin. Um, they were going to you know, go to a third show called Empty Nest. They can't do that anymore. But I knew she was dirty, you guys. And she was like my, like literally, I think like in 96 on Netscape, it was like, because she's got that girl next door look. And she like, I knew she was dirty. She's like dirty, like a librarian, right? Like I, in my search history, when I die, it's going to be, um, they're going to laugh at me. Like, remember the Lori Laughlin shit in like two Cause no one's going to remember this shit. This is the shit that's news. Now it's, che- I think it should be news cause it's cheating in school. But, um, and I, I've not been doing good getting in at school. I'm kind of a, um, I had one. G- <laughs> I'm totally, I had a good, Oh yeah. Planes crashing. All right. So you know what they should make planes out of? Like the Google self, the Google self crashing cars are working great, but the the and like no one's too not too many people are getting hurt, so that's good. But the planes crashing, you know what they should make planes out of? You ever buy the cheap headphones, the plastic that shit comes in? This is no joke. Like a year ago, I like bought a pair of like the seven dollar JVC ones, and I'm like. You know, I don't have a, like a machete normally in my pocket, you know, um, maybe if I got a job with Uber or Lyft, I, I will, but, um, I was like trying to get like, like, you know, the teeth and I'm like, fuck, that's like, you know, like $1,500 with a dental fucking life's flashing before me braces. Mom's going to be pissed. She's not even talking to me right now. Cause I'm doing crystal meth. But then like, I'm like, Oh, a lighter. So I'm like, and it's like, dude, I, <laughs> I literally, because I put this on my friend's Facebook too, I like, I threw the shit in the, I lighted it, I lit it on fire, threw it in the air, it dropped down, the package was the same, like no damn, and then this guy walked by, he was like, really? Like he thought I was like, and I'm like, fuck, I was doing meth like two nights ago, I wasn't even doing it. So this is for the, this is for like the people born in the 70s or like really early 80s. Joan Osborne, what hit wonder? What if George Michael was one of us? What if God was a gay hustler? Like, George Michael goes to the pearly gates, right? And God's all like, George. I got to work on a microphone. George, I really like, I want your sex. I invented sex. I like the faith video. I really like Asian ass. I invented Asian ass. I like it more than the ocean, and it's just as wide. Am I right, George? Hey, George, do you want to be me? Have you ever been to the Folsom Street Fair, George? You can tell your friends I met God at the Folsom Street Fair. They're going to be like, the guy with the 14-inch dick, and you're going to be like, yeah, the guy with the 14-inch dick. One minute. What am I going to do? Oh, so if you have a crack baby, like you should pretty much like quit your job and be a crack dealer, right? Because the kid's always going to need crack. Like like a loud ass crying crack baby, dude. And you're like, you're honey. Like, uh, did, where'd you put the crack pipe? Where'd you put the stem? And she's like, well, it's right under the sink next to the chore boy. You know, I'm actually, not that I know about these things, but I'm Piat Chase. Thanks. <laughs> 
Fiat Chase, everyone. Comments, questions. Uh, uh, try the try the one in the center. Uh, that that one kind of sucks. Oh, you have to get up. I'm sorry. All right, so um, I really like the crack baby joke. I think that has some legs for sure. I think you're really um, everywhere on your set. I think that you are very everywhere. And I think you get lost a little bit. So that's something to work on for sure. Um, But the crack baby joke has some definite legs. And the joke you did before that um, was... Also good. I forget what it was, but I was I liked how it, it like followed each other. Like those were both really solid. Like I so good, you forgot what it was. No, no yeah, that's how good it was. No, <laughs> um, no, it was it was uh, it was cool. I, you just I think you really got lost in your thoughts heavily, and you kind of are in the moment for sure. I th- I think like in your thought process, and I think that thinking out what you're gonna say before you get on stage is like critical and uh, listening back to what the recording is, is going to help you figure out what you want to say and what you don't want to say on stage. Um, right. Like the, having a through line. So like if you keep having a touch point to go back to, like if crack baby is your touch point, then you can keep, it might help you to have a theme for your set just so you can, cause you were, I mean, you were, there was no theme. You were all over the place. Right. So it's really hard for people to follow you. So if you pick one thing and just, kind of keep going back to that, that might help focus you a little better. I'm sorry, Mark, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, and I think that, like, it's not bad to be everywhere. I think that, like, having multiple topics, like, is great. Like, keep your your set entertaining and, like, definitely, like, sporadic. But, like, I mean, you had no, like, I had, I had no idea for, like, the, like, I mean, until I heard Crack Baby, the, the joke before Crack Babies, you really laced me and you really, really wrote me in with the with the joke before the crack babies and the crack babies had some legs. Did you want to say something, Hunter? Or are you next? No, he's, he's not next. Um, the other thing that you can, um, it'll, it might help you instead of doing the God voice into the microphone, because that's tough. Like I pulled the mic way down, but if you're at any other place, the, the way that they set up the sound is the sound is the sound like no one's riding the fader for example here I'm riding the fader so when you started screaming into the mic I could adjust the volume so that it didn't like blow out the speakers and and I still couldn't hear it very much because it was like it was really muffled so, so use my voice box instead of no, to- oh I would say pull the microphone away from you and do like a god voice that might because then the energy that you have and the um what's it called projection is on your own instead of instead of bringing it in and making it louder you're sending it out and making it louder so i'd pull the microphone away and just be hell of loud like i am god you know and then that way you don't blow out your microphones that's all just a technical thing the uh god saying that do you, do you like no not necessarily all of it no, the, the the idea of uh of god being like you, you like ass or whatever, I invented that. You know what I mean? That's funny. That's funny as fuck. Like, it's as, almost as wet as the ocean. Am I right? Like, that's, I invented that too. You know what I mean? Just like, all these things you like, like, I fucking invented that. I think the idea of having a conversation with God is really cool. And I always in, enjoy in, in, including that in my material as well as having conversations with God. And that's really funny. So, that's great. Clap your hands together for Fiat Chase. Three comics left. You guys are doing great and hanging in there. We have a new comic for you. Put your hands together for Samantha Locke. I really 
like it here. There are very few places where you hear, let's have more emojis in that suicide joke. <laughs> I don't have the best relationship with my mother. She divorced my dad when I was little, and she always thought I loved my dad better, which was absurd, because of course I love my mom, just not as much. We did family therapy in high school, which I'd recommend to a lot of people. It worked super well. We haven't talked since. But back then, when I was younger and I lived with my mom uh, half the time, we would sometimes go on these tropical vacations. And I think it kind of ruined tropical vacations for me. I didn't like them very much. It was always hot, and I sort of wondered, you know, when the mosquitoes would get to me and if there would be anything to eat other than these, like, really light hotel salads and why she didn't love me as much as her other children. And now I just don't like them as much anymore. This isn't as much as a joke, but it's something I'd like to start working on because I have all these friends that get super excited when they see really cute pets around. Like, they'll see a dog, like, across the park, and they'll be like, oh, my God, it's adorable. And I wasn't really sure what to do when this started happening, so I would join and I'd be like, yes, that's adorable, we have to run across the park now, which is sort of ridiculous. But now I have myself in this hole, and sometimes they'll text me pictures of dogs or cats when I'm upset, and I'll be like, oh, you know, my boss said something to me awful at work, and they'll be like, here's a picture of a cute dog, aren't you happy now? And I'll be like, yes, but I'm not, because that doesn't help anything. I don't know where the joke would be, but I, I do pretend this, and it's a really weird lie to keep up. I do it. Um, one of the things, too, that I do is I try and do stuff for my skin because femininity is a prison. I look at you like you relate. You may not. This is true, though. So I, they have things that they sell now. They have these charcoal face masks. And so you sort of like mix it up, and you have the dark goop, and then you spread it all over your face. And because stress is also bad for your skin, sometimes I'll spread the charcoal over my face, and then I'll look in a mirror and just remind myself that I won't go outside. And I say, not blackface. Um, did anyone here have a dog or cat growing up? Fuck you, I wasn't allowed. Um, what else did I write here? Um, one thing too was I had a lot of unusual childhood games going, growing up. I would m up, hang out with my cousins on my dad's side in Sacramento and one of our favorite ones that we would end up playing a lot was we would play homeless people, but we also didn't understand how this worked, so we took one of these wagons that my grandma had and we would push it around outside and sort of give weird looks to the neighbors. And after a while, I'd turn to my cousin and I'd say, let's go to your place, which isn't how that works at all. Um, a few months ago, I was driving to South San Francisco to pick up a girl and as soon for a date, and as soon as she got in my car, she sort of turned to me and she goes, are you a murderer? Which puts me in a really tough spot because of course I'm not one, but that's exactly what a murderer would say. So I had to think of something really quick and I said, I sure hope not, which is definitely worse because it sounds like partway through we'll be like on a vista overlooking the sunset and I'll get a call and I'll be like, I'm sorry, it's not you, it's me. And that's that. We didn't go on any more dates. Not because I killed her, though. That's all I prepared. Um, please give me feedback. Samantha! Are you really new? You're good. You're, that whole first thing about hating your mother was great. I 100% I related to that. That was great. And, and you were really, it was really clean. It's like you've practiced it, and you knew what you were going to say. I loved all of it. I thought it was great. How long have you been doing this? You stay up there in front of that microphone, by the way. 
Let's get to the microphone. It's a radio show. Yes. Yeah. I'm right here. It's almost deleted. I didn't want to do that. Um, I'm like, I've, I haven't done it for long periods of time. I've done it like for bits of time over the past like few years, but not for longer than a couple weeks at a time. Gotcha. So the rest of your life gets in the way or you just get too depressed yep. and you're like, I can't do it. It sucks. <laughs> uh, mix of both. But mix of both. Well, I mean, all that, all that mom material was, was, was really great. I mean, it's, it's really... It's well done. It's practiced. It's written. It's it's clean. It's not clean like as in clean. It's clean as in right. You, you're not like um uh, uh like it was. It was clean like that. So I, I enjoyed that. Uh, looks like Hunter has some things to say. Yeah, I mean, like I, I definitely, I really liked the joke that she's talking about the mom joke. I, I feel like there's lots of different ways that you could play with it and experiment with it. Like, um, you know, my mom's like super suspicious that I have always loved my dad more than her, which makes me suspicious that she's getting dementia because I've told her that like a thousand times. <laughs> you know, something like that. That's funny. <laughs> something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Oh man, and I really do have a bad short-term memory. There was something about like, uh, what was the last joke? Um, uh, I picked up a girl and she asked me if I was a murderer. Yeah, I don't know. Something about, um, which is like a question that you never want to get asked unless it's a Craigslist transaction. I don't know. Like, right. there's something there that I was trying to remember, but I, it's gone now. Sorry. Don't worry. About Good job. You. you picked up a girl in, in what context? We were going to go on a date. Oh, so are you, you're, you're bi? Yes. Yeah, you should mention that shit. Oh, okay. Because otherwise it's like, we're like, what? Where? Huh? Right, Give us yes. a little context. Because otherwise I'm like, what? Do you drive Uber? <laughs> uh, I think you have another comment. Yeah, I thought it was great. Your presence is amazing. And um, my comment is totally constructive. Obviously, we all are. But like, yeah, totally. just because um, I think I need to do it myself. But like, right around, you were you were pretty fast right around like when you went on vacation with the salad and then you jumped into the, like I was ch so fast that I, I was having right. a little bit of trouble following the dog part. And I do the same thing, but mine's a little different because I kind of try to do the Robin Williams kind of crazy stuff. But you're, like yeah. Sam mentioned the word presence. Um, and I think... We all say uncomfortable stuff now, which I think is is good because I, I want everyone to, that's why I love this place so much. It's like, let's drop the PC stuff. One of my favorite philosophers says it enforces hate. And you, like the serial killer, I did it, you did it. And like, there's so much to be mined. And like, you could go, it could be a five minute bit. I, I love it. Like, are you a serial killer? And then like, it's just going to get awesome. So good job. More comments from Casey Fields. Yeah, uh, I I thought your delivery is fantastic. I really like your rhythm. Um, yeah, I the only idea I had uh, for um, a joke idea was um, a, a, your last joke about dating, and yeah. they're da basically asking you, "Are you a murderer?" Right. Um, the only uh, uh, like the only thing I thought in my head was like as a response was like, "Well, it's up to you." Right, and just kind of go for that, and just die, because you, you know, everything else about your set, you're like really nice and personable, and then all of a sudden on this date, you can be like really confrontational. Yeah, but that was my only idea. And I was just curious. I mean, you were thinking there's so many other ways. Is there anything that just comes to mind for you that like seems like the obvious joke that I'm missing? Oh, about the about yeah. the uncomfortable serial killer. Yeah. I, I probably when you did it, but I I think you're really you're good, right, so you'll it. you'll do it. Ooh, I got it. Yeah, yeah. Um. Are you a murderer? Statistically, it's unlikely. Just because I have these gloves in my pocket doesn't mean these gloves don't fit. They're not. They're not even mine. They aren't even my gloves. 
Um, do you, so it's a, well, I'm glad you asked that because um, do you get, do you give good head or no? Because I usually don't kill, or so, you know, make it like that. Yeah, yeah, depending on how the size Yeah. Depending on how, clap your hands wildly for Samantha Locke. Well, welcome back to these couple weeks of comedy. We hope you stick with it. Your next comedian, he's been giving great comments all night. Clap your hands together for Hunter Stare. Yeah, give it up for Pam, everybody. It's good to be back here, you guys. I've been uh, I've been out of the bay for a little while. I um I went to my ancestral homeland of New Orleans, Louisiana, to participate in our annual Bacchanalian festival known as Mardi Gras. I don't know if you've anybody been to Mardi Gras. Anywhere? Yeah. Pam has. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you've been around. Uh, yeah. If for those of you who haven't been, which is I guess everybody except for Pam, uh, it's essentially it's it's Mardi Gras or sorry, it's Burning Man in in the deep south for you know southern people. Like that's all it is. It's like it's arranged very much the same way too. It's like uh, you know it's like a week long party. People camp out for that shit, and if anybody dies, we just like compost them, and that's like pretty much how that works. Uh, but you know, but it's one of those holidays. It's like a, you know, it's a Catholic holiday. You know, it's all about. It's the day before the beginning of Lent, which is forty days before Easter. You know, so it's the beginning of this big period of abstinence and Catholicism. But you know, it was a pagan holiday before that. Just like every single fucking Catholic or Christian holiday is just like an uh, what's not the word outsource, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, just a co-opted pagan holiday. It's like, all right, how are we going to make these fucking pagans act right, y'all? Because um, no, seriously, like we do this thing called the king cake where, you know, there's like a cake and there's like a little plastic baby in it. And if you get that baby, that means that you're lucky for the rest of the year and you get to bring the next cake to the next party. But in old pagan land, if you got, it wasn't that baby, it was a little bean. And if you got the bean, then you were king for a fucking year. You could do anything you want, drink anything you want, take anything you want, have sex with anybody's wife. But at the end of that year, they fucking sacrificed your ass. Yes, this is real. So isn't that great, like, how Catholicism, like, co-ops all paganism to just try to, like, make everybody, it's like, hey, listen, it's like, what if instead of murdering him, he had to buy the next cake? And I think this is the beginning of all of us becoming soft, you know, collectively is, like, the beginning of, uh, is the advent of Catholicism. So, yeah, I'm from the South uh, originally, and I really enjoyed all the different Southern expressions, you know, from all the different parts of the South. Like my friend, for example, my friend in Mississippi says something that I just fucking love, which is, boy, you've been beat up, you've been eat up by the dumbass bug. You've been eat up by the dumbass bug. It means you're stupid, so I'll explain. Like if there was a mosquito and it bit you and sucked your blood, you've been eat up by mosquitoes. So if there was a bug that bit you and instead of sucking your blood made you stupid, it'd be the dumbass bug. You've been eat up by the dumbass bug. It is the state bird of Mississippi. Does anybody anybody know the state bird of Louisiana? It's the cockroach, actually. That was close. Uh, yeah, so... I don't have that Southern accent. I do. I just know how to turn it off uh, because my mother's a speech pathologist, which is true. Uh, I know how to code switch, which is not something that white people are supposed to know about. 
But uh, code for those of y'all who don't know, code switching is when people who have unpopular accents learn how to mask them so that everybody else gets tricked into treating us like we're not retarded. Like that's code switching. Anytime, um, like anytime you get off the phone with customer service and you're like, wow, Ahmed had a really good phone presence. That's code switching. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that one either. But um, they say history repeats itself. They say history repeats itself. But, you know, I think that we need to stop making excuses for history. History, we get it. Write new material. Uh, anybody get claustrophobic? A little bit. Yeah, I mean, I get super claustrophobic. So I, get, I get claustrophobic when my cuticles grow too high. Yeah, I like that one too. I don't know why that's funny, but I think it's funny. I have a friend, uh, my friend JC tells me that he gets claustrophobic whenever he hasn't had enough uh, to drink. I'm like, JC, I'm pretty sure that's just alcoholism. He's like, stop labeling me. Uh, I, here, here's one. I get, um, I started doing drugs in public bathrooms. Thank you. I started doing drugs in public bathrooms to hide my shy bladder. Yeah, that one I think is only makes sense if you have a shy bladder. Um, okay, so the only, um, was that my zero minute? Oh, shit, okay. Uh, so the, um, the only thing in this world uh, that I love uh, more than comedy is my wife and my dog. It's true. And uh, I forgot to leave the window cracked, so I'm going to go. Fire set, man. Fucking fire. I can turn those on for you, hon. Thank you. Uh, that was that was great. Um, I would say that uh, the only way that you can make these degenerates act right with, is with a $10 bag of nitrous. I've been there, and it's so crazy that they sell... Like, nitrous is so cheap, and they sell them for $10, like, for a bag of nitrous. And I'm like, seriously, motherfuckers? Anyways. I did so much nitrous at Mardi Gras. And That's... they're like $10 a bag. It's crazy. Uh, I enjoyed your tag talk so much. I think you have to add something with the dumbass bug that, you know, don't get bitten by the AIDS bug or something. I think that you can go out through more bugs. It needs another, it needs another layer. You're right. Like an AIDS bug or something that'll give you something to the chlamydia bug. Chlamydia is not a flower. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Chlamydia is not a flower. Claustrophobic. Uh, I I thought that the the claustrophobic thing and you, you segued right into the doing the drugs in the bathroom anyways, but I would say something like it's when my cuticles grow too much. I can't go into bar bathrooms that lock. Like I can only use urinal. Have you ever shit in a urinal? It's, it's embarrassing, but just that you, if you're so claustrophobic that you can't use a locking bar bathroom, it's like, it sure is awkward when you do drugs in there, (laughs) like like off the sink or something instead of, but, um, I enjoyed, I enjoyed all that stuff. I was laughing really hard. It was really clever set. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, I think that you, I've heard the code switching joke before and I, uh, I kind of just picked this up. I feel like you could definitely like, I don't, I just believe in that, believe in that bit because it's funny. It's not racist. I feel like you think it's racist and it's not, man, that's from one white cis male to another. So I don't fucking know, but I don't think it's racist. Um, I think it's funny. I don't think it's racist. I think that people just think that it might be racist and we're in San Francisco. yeah, I, I feel that, so but I, I think that I think I think terrified. You know, I, I think you you definitely just like you should just go into that go more. Like, don't just back off of it because that's funny. Because I didn't know what code switching was, and the fact that you were like white I'm people should—it's it, just like it's so—it's just real. It, it's real for you, and that your your truth is going to be the funniest thing that you could fucking say, and that's funny as fuck. You just gotta agree. You gotta accept it and believe it. You know what I mean? 
it, racist or not, fuck it. If it's racist, it's, it's funny. It's you know not what I mean? racist. It's really not. It, right. So I, I think it's fucking yeah. hilarious, but yeah. I'm going to shut the fuck up now. It's yeah. not racist, yeah. though. Even though the term code switching usually comes from like African-American studies, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's th- to use it in a joke. Is a I think I just need to tag that joke better. I think I need For to context. say something like white people don't like that joke or that makes joke. That joke makes white people feel uncomfortable. Or you can even make people raise their hands. Can everybody who, who, who knows what code switching is? And when no white people raise their hands, you just go like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> See, for context on what I said, I did not know it was from African American history. So I'm going to really recant everything I said. Don't say it. It's racist. You fucking <laughs> racist you. piece of shit. You are my light. You are my light, as always. <laughs> Other comments? You're, you're, yeah, so you're the last one. I think at the beginning of the set, you did do a little bit of your accent, and there's actually, prob- do. yeah, you're right. Probably half the room has seen the if you've seen the one that where it's like Weatherman goes ghetto as fuck, so it's this guy and he's just all talking like Barack Obama, and then like a huge beetle like flies in his ear and he just goes complete like th- it's totally flipped. So if you watch that, and then you could do a Mardi Gras code switch and like rip off a tourist, I think that'd be yeah. awesome. I think it, Barack Obama was a good thing to bring up there because that's what he's doing to us all the time. Well, and Oprah. Does uh-huh. a lot of code uh-huh. switching, and so does Tyra. I, I saw Tyra Banks once go this from like it was like racist. zero to ghetto. It's not. <laughs> it's just it's st- us recognizing the language and recognizing what happens isn't racist. I mean, there is racism that exists, but when we break down these terms and we make jokes about them, that's how you enlighten people and say that it's not about. Like, I think that anything dealing with race right now is so so very very important because I heard a white lady on the street the other day say, and I quote. This nigger keeps trying to steal my computer. And I like turned around and I looked at her. I'm like, you're white, the hard R in the middle of the street in Geary at eight o'clock at night? What the fuck? Like, seriously, it's gotten everything's gotten so racist that in San Francisco I saw a blonde lady using a hard R in the tenderloin. Like, I mean, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. So I love that you're talking about it, and especially with the South and all that stuff. Be edgy. Yay. Thank you. Yeah. You great set tonight though. I really like your new work. Uh, your next comedian, I'm just going to start inter- uh, saying about him because he's so funny and wonderful and I'll just start saying nice things. Uh, he is going to be edgy as fuck probably as well. I enjoy him so much because he always tells it like it is and sometimes like it isn't. Some- sometimes he lives in his own world and we don't know where that is. Uh, I miss his dog already though. Everybody put your hands together for Mark Neuer. What's up? So uh, first and foremost, I realize I'm dressed like a battle rapper. Let's move on. Uh, I, I'm, an, I'm a barista as of recently, um, and I was taking someone's order, and they ordered uh, a cappuccino. And uh, my first question for them always is, that's awesome, uh, small or large? And typically, it's either they say small or large, or they'll be like, is there a medium? There's not a fucking medium. I said small or large. You know what I mean? Now, I know I'm controlling but this person said n- no. I said small or large. They said no. I know I'm controlling, but that's not how this conversation works. You know what I mean? Like that's not how this is going to go, bud. It's not at all how it's going to work. It doesn't, no wasn't an option. I'm sorry. It just, I don't have that on my screen. You're giving me an anxiety attack. It's not how this works. I got to call my manager over. Is there a no option? No, no. You know what I mean? No. Small or large. Fuck. Anyways, that fucking worked. Cool. Uh, that just happened today, so good thing I wrote that down. Uh, here's a fucking story. 
I was at Costco and I was, uh, I was at Costco and I was, you know, I like hot dogs and you know, I like my hot dogs. I like them with ketchup and mustard and I didn't give you a chance to answer cause you don't know how I like hot dogs, obviously. Uh, I like them with ketchup and mustard. Now, as I'm going for my ketchup, I'm squirting on, I got the little ketchup action going on. This dude next to me, he's getting his little, uh, mustard action on he goes in. And now as we go in for each other, we, we touch tips of our wieners and, uh, I get all red in the face a little bit. I get all flustered. I'm like, uh, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't, I'm a, you know, I'm a broke comic as well, obviously. Um, so I don't have money to pay for this dude's hot dog. I'm fucking worried. You know, I'm like, I'm sorry. You know, I'm really, I apologize. If anything, I'm apologetic. You know, I'm really apologize. He's like, don't even worry about it, man. Without even skipping a beat. Don't even worry about it, man. That just makes us cousins now. Like, <laughs> I was like, fuck, dude, I need to give someone else some money. You know what I mean? I owe someone money for this. This is too much entertainment for fucking $1.50 for a hot dog and a soda. This is too much for my life right now. This is awesome. That was a true story. Uh, and I do want feedback on that. So remember it. Cool. I want new tags. I want new things to add to that. Uh, I got a haircut recently. I walked in and I was like, just give me the haircut that makes me look like I let other people fuck my girlfriend. And he was like, oh, the haircut. And I was like, yeah, it's the one, dude. Cool. A cuck is someone who lets his lady fuck other people. I called it a haircut. Okay. Uh, I saw an ad recently on YouTube. It was for Coors Banquet. It says a bunch of other stuff before, but the the meat and potatoes of the situation is they say... um, for us, it's Rocky Mountain water or nothing. And I'm not being racist towards your kind, Hunter. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's because he has that accent. Anyways, he just code switches because he's black. So listen. For us, it's Rocky Mountain water or nothing. It's like, are you going to fucking die of dehydration? What the fuck is wrong with you, you lunatic? It's, it's 2019. You don't have a fucking hose. <laughs> you don't have a fucking little tap water. Is not good enough. Did you ever watch SpongeBob? Stupid. There's a whole episode. <laughs> you ever seen? He hangs out with Sandy in his, her little fucking bubble of air, and then he turns into fucking like the crustiest sponge. And he's like, water. It's like you're gonna turn into SpongeBob. Stupid. You're gonna turn. You're gonna live in a bikini fucking bottom, and a goddamn pineapple under the sea. Are you ready, kids? You know what I mean? Fuck. Thanks. Uh, my first and last name is Mark Neuer. Um, I'm white, uh, with blonde hair ish and blue eyes. Uh, and if my dad wouldn't have changed his name back to Neuer, I'd be Mark Gonzalez, white, blondish hair, blue eyes. And I would have been a totally different human being. <laughs> I would have changed my first name to Marco guaranteed by third grade. Like 100% have been Marco Gonzalez. You would have never even seen me on the stage. I'd be, I'd have face tattoos, a neck scenario. I'd fucking be walking around with a 15 X. Anyways, it's got mildly racist. Okay. That's my set. Mark Neuer. Yay. I got a couple things. Looks like Hunter does too. You go first, Hunter. Maybe like I was, I was one decision away from being a cholo. <laughs> Summarizes it all up without delete this podcast. That was good. That yeah. was good. <laughs> your your opener was was really hot with the 
with the small or large, there's no middle. Um, and then you said, no, 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 like four times. No, 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 which was really <laughs> funny. And you're like, there's no, no button. And then you went, fuck. And I thought, oh, but there is a fuck button. Yeah, like that's what, a- that was right here. Like there's no, no button, but fuck is right here. So just so you know, uh, I feel like you could spend a whole three minutes on the Costco line. I mean, you have, you can pre-buy, you can be in line bitches are throwing elbows i mean i haven't gotten a fight with a 55 year old woman in a long time and every time i get in that line she's giving me the stink eye like i cut in line. i'm like fuck you i didn't cut in line you there's so many things that you can and people bring their carts in the line it's like and their children it's like no one can figure out what it's like everyone's mind gets blown with a dollar fifty hot dog right they're like i'm retarded now because yeah, it's a right. dollar fifty hot, hot i can't dogs. believe these deals <laughs> they're going crazy and retards love hot dogs and ketchup <laughs> And uh, I get that's not together though, <laughs> not together at all. Um, and the other one thing about the Costco line, they have no Coke. They only have Pepsi. They have mm. shitty, like, yeah, they give you a free drink, but they're the shittiest drinks. And I mean, let's see like Mountain Dew. That's okay. the only good thing they have. Well, I happen to be white with a halo tattoo. Ooh. So fucking, I, and I had, you know, I pissed that. I have, I have one more, which goes into the whole thing about the water and the Coors and the accent. So when I was in Arkansas, they literally told me, to drink Coors. They said, don't drink the water here. It's not safe because of wow. the fracking. You really should just drink Mountain Dew or Coors. And so when we got there, we were only there for four days and we bought, like, we ended up going through like 24 Mountain Dews and 24 Coors in wow. four days because people literally told you, they were like, you can buy bottles of water. It's really expensive, but it's just not safe to drink the water here. Don't do that. Drink Coors. You might as well just get drunk. It's a real, it's a real yeah. Sophie's choice it's of a, beverages. That's crazy. Mountain Dew yeah. or Coors, but together uh, it's magic. That's awesome. Thank you. So maybe, um, like, I know I, I know I look like a Hitler, a Hitler youth that didn't make the cut, or, oh. and that's like a good way to get into the joke about how, like, you know, the, the eventually it becomes about how you were almost a cholo, right? And just like the overall premise is like the, the fluidness of uh, ethnic identity, right? Yeah. How quick it could change because I yeah. think I thought about it for a long time. You know what I mean? That's something I think about. I've always wanted to talk about on stage because. I could have been Mark Gonzalez. Like, if my dad wouldn't have changed his last name after the military, pfft, I'd be Mark Gonzalez. You can do an Marco act Gonzalez. out. Marco Gonzalez. You could do an act Marco out. Don't even, and, don't, and just cut out the middle where you're like, oh, yeah, and actually, I would have probably would have been Marco. Just go straight to Marco Gonzalez. Marco Gonzalez. Just bam, I, right I know it. that p- props are dumb, but it's not really a prop. It's more like a costume. If you wore black like this and you're like, hey, look at me. I, if you could have a if you put on a flannel and just button the top button, <laughs> and then you were just like... And I'd be Marco. Like, but you could take that off. Identity crisis because my dad's last name. (laughs) But you can, you could have like take and take that. I mean, I know I hate prop comedy, but I honestly feel like if you want to sell that joke and you just did that, you wouldn't even have to. I agree. Fuck wildebeest. What? (laughs) (laughs) Could I? Could I please have a hit of your jewel or a cigarette? Thank you. Uh, That's been my time. Thank you guys so much. Have a good This was a really lovely joke workshop. Thank you guys all for sticking around and giving great comments. Um, it was a really good one. I'm really happy too. It's actually the way it should be with 12 comics. Like 12 comics fills up the time. It's totally perfect. So thank you guys all for being here and performing. And yay! Come back again. We do this every Monday. I'll be here on Wednesday at noon doing a show. If anyone doesn't do anything during a week time, weekdays, always come by. We just talk about the news and make it funny. Um, and then at 2 o'clock, that's at noon on, on Wednesday. You're always welcome to come. Well, and then you can always come from two to four. Some call me Tim. And uh, I don't... 
No, no, no. Um, it's a tribute. Uh, Some Call Me Tim is about um, the Holy Grail yeah. and the search for the Holy Grail and religion and stuff. And we okay. talk about things you believe in. Wow. Also smoke a lot of weed. I mean, and it could be Warhol Kaufman came in and talked about conspiracy theories. He talked about the moon landing not existing for like 50 minutes. And I was like, really? And then I did. No, no, no. It was a while ago. Just um, I'm just giving an example right, of people okay. that do fucked up shit. And then sometimes like real Christians come in and then I have to go put my Christian shoes back on. Right. You know, and be all like, oh, the Bible's cool. Huh. And so that's always fun. You don't anyway, try to debate them ever? I always, on Some Call Me Tim, the point is to follow the interview and make them feel comfortable so that okay. they let all so their secrets out. So it's not a debate, out. it's just so they can just get it out and let, let right. them know what I, they believe. I lead, I lead them in interesting places, but I, I don't want to make them ever feel uncomfortable because it's I don't want it to be a combative show. I want it to be like, all religion, like believe in anything. Thanks, everybody. All right. Uh, we'll see you guys next yeah. week. What's up next is something called Moonday Night Show. And it's supposed to be with Joanna Bateman, Meredith Slaughter, and Andy. Ooh. And Meredith Slaughter, God bless. And I don't know. I, I know that Meredith right now is at Blondie's, and then she was thinking about going to Delirium. And I'm like, but what about your show on Mondays? I get, I don't know. There, I mean, Meredith I don't Slaughter, know. I could, I, am I on right now? It's, I, it's, I, it's, Meredith Slaughter is... Um, an amazing person and I'm sure she will try and make it. She's not irresponsible actually, not to white knight or anything. That's probably one of the most responsible fucking people being irresponsible but still being completely responsible that I've ever met. Like she is so fucking just she's a powerhouse, you know what I mean? Like, together, very absolutely. Together. She's wonderful. And she has an amazing show. You have always always amazing shows and I can't wait for this tonight. I didn't even know about it. But also she has one in two weeks um, at her spot. Yeah. Oh wait, what what did you say? Uh, I said Mark Knorr loves giving head. I, I love giving ass head. <laughs> what? All right, see you guys next time. Yee! Swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento honestly is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long. 
with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. To Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory.